fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Last week, we talked about Fashion Week, what I did, where I went, what I wore, the shows I saw, etc., so on, so forth, and what have you. It was an experience unlike any other, and as I got to go to some remarkable shows like Carolina Herrera, And that's just for starters, just saying, if you missed last week's episode, I broke down the week of fashion shows and events that I attended. Please go back and listen to that if you're interested in a fashion week play-by-play. This is actually a part two of that because I discussed and talked about what I saw, what I liked. However, the curators of the Fashion Group International, which I am a part of, it's called the Communique, which is a trend report from Fashion Week by Nicole Fiskellis, Sharon Gerbard, and Gary Wasner. They have reported these are just a few of the trends that we will be seeing this year in the stores. And if you feel so inclined, you can incorporate some or all into your wardrobe coming up for spring and fall. Wouldn't that be so fashionably forward of you? So some of these trends... We saw last season, some have been repeated, some are new, but this is a part two of the New York Fashion Week episode of last week. So if you did not listen to that, please go back and listen to that so you know what I did, where I went, who I saw, what I wore, and now here are the trends. Starting off, the classic moto jacket is something seen all over the runways this season, both traditional and deconstructed. We'll get into that part in just a little bit. When working with clients and revamping their wardrobes, this is something I always end up getting them to buy is a motorcycle jacket. They come in a variety of colors and really, they never go out of style. With tons of different styles of leather jackets, a moto jacket or motorcycle jacket is the one with the large lapels, zippers, and is shorter, you know, and it hits the top of your waist. What's interesting is that other types of leather jackets, like bomber jackets and racer jackets, They're all different. The moto jacket is evergreen, meaning a bomber jacket is not always in style, right? But the moto jacket is. So you can wear it for any season, day or night. It's something that I have rotated in and out of my wardrobe over the years and will always be in high demand. The colors are really what do it for me. Brands like Eero and All Saints specialize in jackets like these, and they're a great way if you want to try one for a decent price. You can always get them like vintage or secondhand as well for even cheaper. I have one with studs and fringe, duh, on it from a company called Nor Hamor, and it's my favorite brand for coats in general. If you need help on purchasing a coat or what coats you should have in your wardrobe, please go back and listen to episode number 73, How to Buy a Winter Coat. Wearing a moto jacket looks great on any person, like I swear, any person of any age. It adds a cool, chic vibe really to any outfit. I love wearing one with a maxi skirt or one with jeans. Also, rising in popularity this season, I hate to say this, it really hurts my heart and it pains me to say it, 
is cargo pockets. Now, I have never liked this trend, ever, never, ever. But I will say that anything high-end designer with a cargo pocket is obviously an exception to my do not wear list. But keep in mind, it is still a fashion crime more than ever to wear some beat down ass cargo shorts or some ugly camo cargo pants and claim that those are in style. They're just not. So don't. Okay. If you do, I'll find you. Do not wear those. I can't tell you how many camo pants and cargo shorts I have made people give away. It's not chic. It's not cute unless you have like silk or faux, faux silk cargo joggers. That is the only acceptable exception to this rule. So just know that cargo pockets add volume to your thigh area, which that's not what I'm trying to do when I get dressed. But it does look great on the right person. And I hate to say this too, but it really does look better on somebody with very thin legs. Somebody that does not carry their weight on the bottom half. It's not like it can't be done, but it just adds so much extra fabric and volume. It looks better and the pockets hang different on somebody who have very thin legs. If you're curvy, I would not recommend extra fabric around the thigh area, but hey, that's just me. It's everywhere now, y'all, everywhere. It's on leather. I'm talking about cargo pockets. It's on suiting, dresses, dress slacks with blazers, studs and fringe on the pockets and so forth, so on and what have you. If you like this look, then all I ask you to do is do it right. Don't skimp out and try to buy a mini skirt with some fucking cargo pockets, okay? Girl, no, don't do that. Get some designer slacks and put it with a tailored blazer like the trend forecasters are suggesting. Now, some of the designers that are pulling this off are Marc Jacobs, who I saw at the Pro and Schooler fashion show, by the way, and Rag and Bone. So check it out. I wasn't mad at the leather set. It was by Preston Heron. I'll be investigating that look myself. Maybe I can pull it off. Maybe I can't. Can't confirm or deny that. But I think it might look good on me. I don't know. Just saying. But you know what? I'm willing to go a little out of my comfort zone and I'm willing to try it. So there. Speaking of leather, there was an upswing in the usage of leather this season. Everyone was putting it somewhere in their line. It was either soft drapey leather or structured blazer, or it was a long, plain A-line dress that gathered at the bust, like the red leather dress at the Proenza show that I died over. I died just a little. Bibhu Mahupatra used vegan leather, which is also a huge trend right now. Ula Johnson, which is a fabulous designer, she showed an oversized shirt dress with hand-painted flowers on it. Okay, girl. Loving that. The great thing about a shirt dress is that you can wear it open like a shacket, which means a shirt jacket with pants underneath, or you can wear it close as a dress. So very versatile. So not only look for leather pants, but look for leather shirts and shorts and blazers and tops and dresses and skirts. It's all the rage and in a variety of colors. Loving this so much. So when you purchase real leather, it's all about the quality and durability of the leather. If you can see a scratch on it, it's going to get distressed very quickly. Just know that. If you buy it secondhand, make sure that there are no damages to the item and that it's in pristine condition. Always check the buttons and the zippers, make sure everything is functioning and that everything is indeed there and intact. 
especially when you're buying bags secondhand. That's a whole nother episode. But you can get great leather pieces for half the price when you buy them used or secondhand. Just saying. The next trend that was all over the runway is pink, pink, and more pink. Now, I honestly don't know how my day can get any better. If you missed my Color of the Year episode, please go back and listen to episode 127, Viva Magenta, the Pantone Color of the Year. Viva Magenta and everyone in the pink family was featured at least by every designer in the shows that I saw. Pink is all you see in various shades from the Color of the Year to the neonest of neons. I do have to say that I'm not that mad about it, but I can understand why we keep seeing it. It's perfect for any time of the year and is seasonless. Yes, you can wear bright pink in the winter. Yes, you can wear it in the fall. Everything I gravitate to in life is pink. That's just me, though. It's always been my favorite color. So this is my favorite trend from Fashion Week. They called it Be My Valentine. But from suiting to crinoline, ballerina party dresses to thigh-high boots, this was a perfect trend to set for the Valentine season. I love it because it's really translatable for any style. You can wear a monochromatic look with different shades of pink. You can highlight one item, let's just say it's like a jacket, and build your outfit around that. Or you can use colored accessories to bring in the wow factor. Even just a pair of statement earrings go a long way when getting dressed. So the Barbie movie with Margot Robbie is supposed to come out this summer. For two years, everyone's been calling it Barbie Core. So the follow-up to this movie, everything's pink, 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 hot pink, legally blonde. Obviously, everything from 20 years ago, her and her hot pink leather suit from Legally Blonde, all that's back in style again. The next trend that has been on the scene for quite some time now is tie-dye. If you're not familiar with different types of dyeing for clothing, you can always go back and listen to episode number 76 with Lindsay of Made by Keeper. Lindsay is the queen of all things tie-dye as she has a business where she tie-dyes everything she can get her hands on. Clothing, gift items, dog clothes, dinner napkins, you name it, she dyes it. She is the absolute expert. So if you want to know more about her or her different dyeing techniques, tune into that episode because she's been tie-dyeing since day one. But designers like Altuzara and Proenza, of course, they used ice dyeing on velvet maxi dresses. Stunning. Ula Johnson, again, used a shibori dyeing technique on silk for stunning dresses and separates. There's also botanical dyeing, which I've seen quite a bit of lately, using real flowers and plants to create designs on clothes. What I love about dyeing, honestly, is the originality of wearing something that's super unique and unlike anything else you'll see walking down the street, especially people that do botanical dyeing. Nothing ever comes out the same. So it's it's really an art form. There's also shibori dyeing and all these other different tie-dye techniques that people are doing on the runway, all different patterns, colors. Proenza does it. Like I said before, I have one of their tie-dye pieces and it's, it's really cool and interesting. It's not like your Grateful Dead tie-dye t-shirt. I mean, it can be, but it's a lot more sophisticated than that. So look into the tie-dye trends and see if there's something that you would be interested in. On the opposite end of tie-dyeing was shown this season was a minimalistic neutral series. This really goes back to monochromatic dressing, but with simpler, easy silhouettes. Pairing some easy slacks, when I say easy slacks, I mean like a wide leg, high-waisted slack that's comfortable with a bandeau top and a long cotton trench. That was shown by Michael Kors. Loving that. 
along with a matching set, you know, with a shorter skirt, a cape, and a tall boot. Think of gray, seafoam, camel, and ivory for some common neutrals to work with. Don't forget that in the words of Stacey London, my idol, uh, metallics and animal prints can also work as neutrals. So mixing a monochromatic look with a patterned shoe or a metallic jacket still totally counts as minimalistic neutrals. I prefer a darker neutral, honestly, that's just for me, but love the pictures that the FGI had selected for this trend. On my Pinterest board, ding, 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 of course, that I made for you this week, you can check that out. Also, disclaimer, if you want to go for an all-white moment, make sure you get pieces with great lines like an A-line dress or a jumpsuit. Even if you wanted to do a white t-shirt and white jeans, make sure you have a killer jacket over it to complete the look. And sidebar, if you are wearing a jacket, don't be afraid to bust out a brooch or a pin. I know we wore them in the seventh grade, but they're back. They've been back. I have some designer pins and it's just an added piece of jewelry that is sure to be noticed. Nolan and I, we trade pens sometimes and he has too many to count. And then he yells at me because he doesn't think I have enough, but he is the queen of brooches and has a ton. And I love them too. I've been given some as gifts. I got one, a special one, a Chanel pen that I love. So I like to put them on different jackets because I think it adds an extra little judge. Next trend is called deconstruction dressing. This is a trend that I really love and that was spotted on the runway in full force. What is deconstruction dressing? It looks like one garment that was totally made up of pieces of other garments. For example, I have a sweater from this brand called Monse that I really love, but it looks like two sweaters that were sewn together to make one sweater. That's a very simple way to achieve the look without wearing something that's really over the top, like a Frankenstein garment. <laughs> like a moto jacket that's deconstructed into a dress, which I actually have seen on someone. During this fashion week, it was Oxford shirts that were turned into maxi skirts from Tom Brown and pieces of a menswear shirt that were turned into a mini dress by the brand Alpha, which I've actually never heard of, but it looked really cool, something I would totally wear. It's not a trend that I see very much, but one that will always leave you as a conversation starter if in fact you show up with a deconstructed top or skirt. Now. People like Yoji Yamamoto and Japanese brands and things like that, they do a lot of deconstruction. So does, again, Tom Brown and Monse. So I have a skirt that looks like a few different skirts that have been put together. It's a really cool, different way to think about clothing sort of outside the box. Now, I have seen some crazy Frankenstein looking things, but like I said, just a casual sweater which is like half one sweater, half a different sweater, that's considered deconstructed dressing. I like it. I think it's pretty hip. Check it out. I put some images on the Pinterest board, see what you think. Now, Fashion Week would not be Fashion Week without a little rebel or costume dressing. I call it storybook dressing. That's what I call it. Better known as goth. Gothic, dark, I'm telling you, old school, 90s, 2000, gothic. Yes, you heard me right. Rave pants with chains. I know it's painful. I know bonnets, dark makeup, Victorian style bustiers, and Peter Pan collars, just like Wednesday Adams. Brands like Rodarte and Japanese label Victorian Maiden, they showed this trend with petticoats and layered dresses with really large collars. As we've said before, the 90s, they're here to stay. 
at least for the next few seasons. And everything we wore in high school is back. I've said that a couple of episodes ago. Strapless tops, bandana and scarf tops, oversized blazers, wide leg pants and platform shoes. It's all back. And I know I've talked about it before. Since we've already worn that, if you're in my age group, it's okay if you want to wear one thing, I think, from that trend since we're wearing it the second time around. So for example, my girl at Proenza, she had on a bandana top and I was dying over it, but she had a really nice jacket with it and wasn't, you know, it looked really good on her. It wasn't like all hanging out, no bra, whatever. But I was like, I could probably pull that off with a jacket too. So I was loving that. I figured I might try that. You're never going to see my ass in a low jean. Sorry, you're just not. But I could rock a lower jean one time with a jacket that covers my butt or something like that. For a nod to the trend, that's what I could do since I am wearing it the second time around. Other trends, cultural dressing and lingerie styles, they're all still in, all of it. Pop art on clothing, artsy craftsmanship, that was another thing. As clothing looked like it could have resembled someone's art project, that went down the runway a bunch. But hey, like I said before, style is subjective, just like art. It must make sense for you and your lifestyle. It's not easy to be noticed as a brand unless you are way the fuck out there interpreting clothing and looks in an untraditional way that's going to get people talking. Honestly, that's it for the trends that I think are achievable for me and my age group. It will be interesting to see what you like out of these trends and how the stores will be interpreting the trickle-down effect to the middle American customer. When I talk about the pop art, you might see pop art on clothing. That was popular in the 90s. I remember wearing leggings with newspaper clippings and comic strips. All that stuff is back. But again, if you want to wear a nod to that, you can wear one thing like a t-shirt or scarf or some cute earrings. And then that, to me, makes it look like you're not trying too hard, but trying to be on trend. That's what I like. I do want to give a few shout outs today. Thank you so much to Sticky Bakery Toronto for your question. I will be addressing that coming up, you best believe. Chris and Christine both. And to Kelly, she was asking me for my wardrobe checklist, which is the only wardrobe checklist you're ever going to need. It's the best. So thank you to Kelly for reaching out to me on that. Oh, and Ashley, she was asking me about Viva Magenta. Great job to all. And thank you so much for asking questions and learning what works for you and wanting to do more and learn more. Yes. Loving that journey for you. Please keep writing to me. Keep the questions coming in. Let me know what I can do for you. Let me know what you want to hear. I have two subjects coming up that people individually message me about that I'm going to talk about both of those. Okay. Please send me feedback and I will be addressing these subjects coming up, which I think will be of interest to most of you. Please tune in next week as we have another designer also coming up pretty soon. So that's exciting. And I just want you to have a fabulous fashionable week. Sign up for our email list, go to the Fashion Crimes Podcast website, drop your name in the pop-up box and make sure you share this with a friend. Fun fact, did you know I'm also great on road trips? I'm just saying, before you crank up your tunes... Just know for like 20 to 25 short minutes, I can ride along with you and give you fashion tips to make your trip more enjoyable for any and all in the car riding along with you. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist and the best friend you never knew you needed in fashion. And as always, 
the only Holly you need to know. Y'all come back now. Bye.